What's up, everybody? Jay Miller here, back again with another Productivity in Tech podcast. I hope that this month has been absolutely wonderful for you, and I hope that the conversation that I'm about to have will only keep that motivation and that momentum going forward. I am talking with someone that this is the first time I've actually gotten to talk to them, like over over like voice and everything but i've been i feel like i know this person really well it is the uh second person from the coolest nerds in the room uh podcast one of my personal favorites that i've had the privilege to interview it is none other than the wonderful the delightful and the totally badass steph from twitter fame of info steph (laughs) How are you doing today? I, I, I was I was on a roll and I screwed up that intro so bad, but that's okay. We're gonna roll with it. I'm good. I'm good. That was a bit, I, it was a nice intro. <laughs> I wanted it to stop, so that I'm glad it stopped. <laughs> well, do us all a favor, and I will let you take over the introductions. Tell uh, the audience a little bit about yourself, what you do and how you got into this whole tech thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am a security professional. I work currently for a security company that does multi-factor authentication. Um, and I, my claim to fame is, I guess, bringing positivity to the Twitter space, especially the information security space. So from time to time, you'll see that I post uh, affirmations, which is, was really, really popular <laughs> last year. Um, and I was doing them way more consistently than I do now. But um, just being candid, honest, open, um, speaking for people who are afraid to speak up about certain things. I think that that's all a part of my quote unquote brand. Um, but yeah, my how I got into this industry is really random. But um, it was just, you know, standard changing majors in, in, in college and, and sticking with it sticking with the new major. Um, and that's kind of how I ended up here through a series of unfortunate events, <laughs> but here nonetheless, but that's like the long and short of it. You said like unfortunate events. Uh, I, I will say, what was, what was the major that you were doing before? Uh, and then I, I, I don't even want to dwell on the past. <laughs> we'll just keep moving forward from there. I was a print journalism major. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know how many jobs like that. Exactly. Exactly. I woke up and I was like, oh, this is my third year. I'm about to graduate in one more year, but I don't think I'll be making any money. I have a lot of student loans. I'm going to need to change (laughs) before I go out into the real world. That was kind of where I was at. Plus, I hated it. Honestly, it I've been a writer my entire life and I've enjoyed writing, but um, journalism type writing is just doesn't allow you to be imaginative enough and it doesn't allow you to have or maintain control on how you write and the way that you write. So um, it wasn't for me anyway. And then also prying into people's lives, you know, just to get a story d- didn't sit right with me either. 
Yeah, I, I think now that there are so many ways to get your thoughts and opinions out on the internet, which will probably bring me to my next question about podcasting, but <laughs> um, it's... I I don't want to say that like print journalism is isn't as important anymore because I do think it has a really wonderful place and there are still like those publications that when I see that you know in the title I'm like oh okay they actually took their time to think about this before they started shouting at the at the world you know <laughs> right right but speaking of of shouting at the world I mean you're on a podcast right now and you have another po- you have a podcast that you do every single week right right correct i had to stop and think for a second i was like wait a minute what day is it okay I, man the the rona has messed up my sense of time like i don't know how many days have gone by since anything no i'm right there with you <laughs> i'm right there with you <laughs> So yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, Coolest Nerds in the Room. Yeah, um, <laughs> Coolest Nerds in the Room is the brainchild of uh, my co-host Reggie and I. And essentially, we wanted to get our voices out there um, in a different way and then also represent um, underrepresented groups. And um, we didn't want to be the standard technical podcast where you sit there and you discuss really technical topics and um, show off your, you know, your knowledge, uh, because we felt like that was already out there. Um, but we didn't want to go the mainstream route of just talking about whatever, like, um, culture, pop culture or something like that either. So we kind of had great conversation, um, as friends and thought that it would be cool to figure out another way to put our voice out there, um, in a longer format than, you know, just Twitter or Instagram or anything like that. Um, and we landed on podcasting. Um, so our podcast in particular is about, it's about a lot of different things, which is probably why, uh, Reggie and I's interpretation of what it's about, it will be a little bit different, but it's just about two nerds who are exploring life and are very curious people and love to have conversations. So a lot of our podcast is pretty happy hour you know it's like after work you come to the the bar and you're with your coworkers and you're just talking about things that have happened or the things going on in your life or your hopes and dreams depending on how much you've had to drink so it's kind of inspired by that whole vibe and um, we like to have crazy conversation dope conversation pick people's brains um, figure out what other people like to nerd out about talk about it um, so it's really like a really, a really interesting way of expression and a really cool way to um, share your voice without, without having to commit necessarily to any one thing. Like we could have easily been like a tech podcast, talked about tech stuff, but then we wouldn't have been able to honor the different portions of us, um, which is bigger than just the tech that we do for either fun or for um, our careers. Um, So yeah, I think it's, it's, pretty broad what we talk about but we've talked about anxiety paralysis and we've talked about burnout and we've talked about office politics so we cover a lot of different topics and sometimes we have guests on to nerd out like you will be on our show (laughs) in the future as well one of these days one of these days so yeah that's i think that's the long and the short of it (laughs) 
you know, one of the things that surprised me about the show, and I think this is why I really like authentically enjoy listening to um, Coolest Nerds in the Room, is that it is two people in the tech space not really talking about tech. Like sometimes it comes up organically, but it's, you know, everything that I do um, talking about me um, ha- evolves around the fact that I am in the tech space, whether it's, you know, my the business that I run helping other developers, um, whether it's, you know, my day job where I'm bringing programming to the marketing side of, you know, big business and stuff, or, you know, whether it's me getting on this podcast and talking to other developers. And I remember the original idea for Productivity in Tech as a podcast was like, I just want to talk to cool people that are doing something with tech, but even if they're not necessarily in it. And over time, I just couldn't sustain like finding people. I was like, I want to find such unique people. And I did for like six months. And then I was like, this is hard. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just going to talk to my community and my community just happens to be a bunch of developers, but it is it is so refreshing to see like two people that have plenty of tech topics to talk about be like, you know what? Let's let's talk about like anxiety, you know, with working from home, or let's talk about like the whole dating saga like <laughs> yeah. that has happened on the show. I'm just like, like, where's my popcorn? I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I mean, I've been, I've been married for seven years at this point. I'm just like, I don't even know what, what is dating anymore. How does that work? Right. So it is, it's just super refreshing to see that like, Oh wow. Two people that are both in tech can sit down and have a conversation. And it doesn't have to talk about computers, Apple windows, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and that was the, the goal, like when we sat down and had our first, like, I guess, meeting talking about different things we did want to you know do other things my own philosophy personally um especially considering like how some of my career went is that I didn't want my whole life to be work like my nine to five I wanted it to be um a balance so if I was going to do something tech leaning outside of work then I wanted it to be for fun um, and the reason for that was that work was my entire life. And then I had really massive burnout, um, infused with <laughs> office politics and just a whole bunch of, um, corporate dra- drama. And I was miserable and, you know, crying on the way to work, crying on the way home and things like that. So, uh, after that year, um, when I got a new job, uh, I decided that I wanted to do things in tech outside of work that were fun, that I enjoyed. Um, whether that be studying something just that I want to do just because I want to, or going to conferences or doing things like a podcast or um, any opportunity really that just sounded like a chance to grow and learn. Um, I definitely prioritized that last year. And so the podcast is a version of that. And I think over overall, it has helped me be a more well-rounded human being. Um, and that's why I think we want to take the time to talk about the things that affect tech people um, and talk about the things that, you know, come up in a tech person's life. And also just the fact that people behind computers are still people and they're layered and they have d- different interests. And not all of them are tech 
leaning. You know, some of them might flirt with tech. Some of them might not ever even touch tech. You know, we've had people come on the show talk about space and um, life force and airplanes and things like that. And these are people whose tech tech is their nine to five. Um, so yeah, that's. I'm glad that. <laughs> thank you for saying that because I'm glad that the goal seems to be achieved <laughs> in that end. I, I will definitely say the last like three guests that you've had on um have all just been like just mind-blowingly awesome um <laughs> like the fake vegan was an episode i was just like you know what like this is really cool like this is this is like <laughs> one of those moments of getting to actually talk to someone and being like wow this is this is a good conversation <laughs> like like it, it gives you that fly on the wall feeling that I think podcasts initially were were set up to be. Right. Um, a lot of the a lot of the podcasts that I listen to on a regular basis, I have that feeling as if it's like I'm in the room, and even if I could talk and y'all could hear me, like I wouldn't want to because I just want to enjoy the conversation. Like I said, half the time I'm just like, oh, where's my popcorn? Hold on, let me let me just <laughs> right. and, and just absorb this. Yeah. I think that's amazing. I think I never even thought of it like that, but that's true. The podcast that I listen to religiously, regardless of what the title looks like, is like that, where there are two people having a conversation that I can imagine either having with friends or that I am just enjoying hearing, like two different perspectives from mine. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's actually very and thank you for saying that as well. We try to we try to bring on people who are nerds of all kinds and and I know there's like this trope that nerds can only be academic or they can only be um interested in in tech or or video games or you know things like that, but you can be a nerd of literally anything. Um you can be a makeup nerd, you can be a um, vegan nerd you can be a an animal nerd like there's so many different things that you can just be obsessed about learning as much as you possibly can about that thing and I think that you know um, conversations like the one with uh, Katie the fake vegan are really important to just like from a health perspective too and just like getting exposure to different um, information because you never know what you consume that might trigger a thought or an action that will occur like later on in life. Like so many choices that we make are at, like a, just a result of being exposed to the same idea over and over. And finally it's the right time and the place and you decide, Hey, I'm going to go forward with this. So being a part of that <laughs> is, is the goal. Um, but I'm glad that, you know, you've enjoyed those conversations. They're definitely the last three are definitely very different from each other as well. I've got a pitch for you if you ever uh, want to like send this idea to Spotify or Wondery or one of those big podcast companies. You could just call it the Blanking Nerd <laughs> and just collection of interviews with people that are outside of the normal definition of what nerding is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, and that is something that is important anyway because the term nerd means something one way. And I think my experience in, the, in, in this industry has taught me that some of some of these stereotypes really matter to people. Like it, it really is important that nerds look a certain way, act a certain way, get certain references. Um, and that is something that, and one of my friends would listen to this and laugh, but because I always say this, but that is something, a, a case where a person is taking a definition and projecting onto it. 
Um, it doesn't make the definition different from what it is. And when you look at a definition, oftentimes in the show, we'll define something. And that's more so. I was so about to bring that up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's more so my influence because that's when I get into deb- debates with people about what something means. Oftentimes I will pull up the dictionary in my real life. I will say, okay, let's look up this word and actually see what it means, right? Because people understand a word based off of whatever they're going through not everybody takes the definition for what it is a lot of times they just attach connotation to it um without fully understanding it and so when you actually break a word down and 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 see the actual definition of a word oftentimes you're realizing that all the extra if it whether it's a positive feeling or a negative feeling or whatever emotion that the word brings up in you oftentimes it is projection it's not actually how the word um, is that's not the purpose of the word. It's not the meaning of the word. You added something to it. Um, so taking the time to kind of like break down nerd and what it is, there's nothing that is in the definition that would imply, except for things like unattractive or unstylish. I think that's in the version of the definition. Um, but that part we don't pay attention to. <laughs> just pay attention to the part <laughs> about just like obsessively, um, looking up information about different things and that doesn't have a subject matter. It's, it's not specific to a subject. It's not specific to an industry. It's very general. Um, so yeah, that's my little soapbox so, for today. <laughs> oh, absolutely love it. And and I want to, I want to talk about that a little bit. Like one of the things that, and again, I know this is two people of color in the tech space talking about something that's not about diversity or inclusivity in tech. It almost always revolves back into that. But one of the things that I struggled with for the longest time was like, I grew up in a small white town, moved to a slightly larger white town, went to a white school was like one of two black people and like a platoon of a hundred people and like culture and identity was a big deal for me even even now like i'm the only you know person of color well no we have a brazilian um (laughs) kind of forget he's black or he's a person of color you know yeah (laughs) but you know i am i i always feel like the eyes are on me as the black guy in the room Mm. and I often hear you talk about like the anxiety and the stress that you get just from whether it's idiots being idiots on the internet whether it's you know stress with work stress with personal life do you feel like being able to define the situation how you so aptly do on the show helps you avoid that like un undesired or like slightly confusing stress that comes in from people making their own opinions about what something is um you would think but no it actually it actually does not make it better um because it makes it better when it comes to me battling my own overthinking and my own thoughts and um how i feel about particular situations but it doesn't help when it comes to external people because external people also would need to be on the same page in order for that to be effective. And a lot of people, I like to say people are on autopilot. And what I mean by that is um, I think there's a stat 
Uh, granted, it might be changed by now, but it's 95% of what we do is based off of our subconscious mind. <laughs> and um, knowing that 95% of our actions are based off of what's happening in our subconscious, you might want to make some efforts to figure out what is going on there. But a lot of people don't. They don't actually acknowledge their subconscious mind. They don't acknowledge that things are happening for reasons that are not so obvious or on the nose. And that means that you're going to have a lot of different conversations with people that are just going to confuse you. And I think I do, the more that I actually figure out about things like that, like making sure that you're taking yourself out of the situation before you react or emote, um, the work that I do doesn't help when the other person hasn't necessarily done the same work. Um, it only helps when it comes to my reaction to them. So if they are just blowing up at me because I just, I said the sky is blue and they're just like yelling at me, cussing me out because I said that, um, I'm able to be like, it's not about me <laughs> at that point. You can't be that mad that I said the sky is blue. It's a fact. So <laughs> there's something else going on that I'm not privy to and that you don't care about, um, because you're making it about me when it's about you. So I would say that just like it helps with understanding, but it doesn't always seem fair um, when you understand. Uh, I would say that there's a reason why there's a saying that ignorance is bliss, <laughs> because the less you know, um, the less processing you have to do to fight off natural instincts um, to either react or, or, yeah, to react in certain situations like you normally would. Um, there's a lot of holding myself back and talking myself down that I have to do, which takes a lot of work and can be exhausting. So I would say, uh, I guess today I'm feeling a little bit more pessimistic about, about it. <laughs> um, but sometimes it's refreshing when you learn something new about yourself and you're, you're diving deeper into yourself and, and your exploration and how you react to certain things, what triggers you. Um, and when you have close friends, like I have many close friends, you're able to use language that is different. So my friend, my friendships are a little bit deeper because we're able to talk about things under the surface. And um, that's both because of me as a person and what my interests are right now. But also, I think all my friends are on the same level of questioning and trying to figure out what the heck is going on in life and where do we fit into that and why do people affect us the way that they do and did our parents really screw us up? Like a lot of different questions like that. So it's easier for me to, for me to re, like, if I'm having an argument with someone and I'm like reacting strongly, then a friend will be like, are you triggered in this moment? And I'll be like, I think you did trigger me in this moment. <laughs> Let's break this down. Um, so it seems exhausting and seems like the most, but it actually is one of the most rewarding periods of my life because I'm having really transformational conversations with my friends about these things. But the general population, no, it doesn't. It does not help at all. <laughs> oh, I I can definitely uh, resonate with with that feeling of just the the general population has no idea what's going on in my head, and <laughs> right. I I need them to know because they're gonna say something, and I'm not gonna think about it. I'm just gonna look at them and go, "You're stupid, aren't you?" <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, I I think the, the last question before we jump into the bonus round is um, at the end of the day, like, 
what was it about being so open about all of these feelings and things? Like what gave you that courage to not just talk about it with your friends, but to like be down to put it on a podcast and just be like, yeah, let's publish this every week. (laughs) Right. Um, A number of things happened. Um, I think that, Wow, that's a really that's a really tough question because I I think a part of it is my value system. Um, one of my highest values is is authenticity and just being authentic at all times as much as I possibly can, honesty, and um, me also not being necessarily ashamed of most of the stuff that I talk about to carry some weight because I think. If I'm not ashamed of it in private, then I should own it in public, right? Um, and if my intentions are pure, then I should have no issue um, with standing behind what I said years from now, even if I don't, if I no longer agree with what I what I said. Um, because as people, if you're doing what you should be doing, you evolve and. Um, you learn more. The more that you learn and the more you expose yourself to things, um, your your situation changes. So at any point in time, I am I feel like I'm operating off of what I know at this particular time. So in the future, should somebody come and say, well, you said this on this podcast, I can either say, yeah, I, I can double down and say, yeah, I totally agree with what I stand by what I said, I'd say it again. Or I could say I have new information now, so um, I'd like to change it. So that is one of the things that contributes to the fearlessness, obviously also my career and where I'm at <laughs> and um, the stuff that I've learned, I feel very confident that my skills and abilities uh, speak for themselves. My reputation speaks for itself. Um, what I've done and who I've worked with, um, they can speak for me as well. So I feel confident that I'll be okay. <laughs> um, I also don't think I have problematic thoughts and I don't think that I'm above reproach. So if somebody has an issue, we can talk about it. And if I feel like, if I feel convicted that I'm wrong, then, you know, I, I have no issue with saying sorry. But the most important reason why I wanted to get on a platform and be more candid is because a lot of my career, probably the first five years of my career, I so badly wanted um, to hear voices of people like me um, who are in similar situations, and I didn't have that. And then I started to get involved in the online InfoSec community, and I started to get involved on Twitter and going to different conferences and meeting people. And I just found that, like, in general, my career... I've just been the type of person that just speaks what's on her mind. I ask the questions and I speak what's on my mind. And that's kind of how I've been naturally. And so I notice when I do speak my mind, there's like several people that agree with me, but they just didn't have the confidence to say anything. So I've taken it upon myself then to be the person that always speaks her mind because I'm speaking for someone out there, even if it's, you know, one person, there's someone who agrees with me or is asking the same questions I want to ask. Um, so mostly for that individual that, that wants to feel seen or heard, I'm just hoping that I'm able to provide some sense of that if possible. So, (laughs) you know, and, and you're able to weave, you know, feelings and and emotions and, and just life 
in with, you know, career goals, with just being able to sit down and, and chat with one of your friends um, and and make it not all about that situation. Like I, one of the things I love is that you could just be like, you know what? I genuinely just wasn't feeling it that day. So it did not happen. And I'm like, Ooh, that, I like that. <laughs> there are many times I've wanted to say that. And it just, it has never come up like that. So, uh, but then, you know, and then like you said, also the, the idea of being 100% authentic, we talked a little bit about it before uh, the show uh, talking about like the whole idea of like code switching and things like that. Um, as, as, transparent as you are with uh, with your goal setting and where you see yourself not just in your career but in your personal life like I feel like that's something that if you had to do things like that in the past that's not something that you think about at the moment that you you allow yourself to be your authentic self and not let that prevent you from getting anything that you are trying to uh to uh, attain Right, because I realize that if I sell out um, in that way, that I'm not going to actually be happy. So the logic behind it is if you don't like me as I am, it wouldn't have been a fit anyway for any opportunity that you would po- possibly bring my, my, in my direction. Um, and even if I could do whatever it is that, you, that I would be doing with you, um, I wouldn't be happy while doing it. And it would cause, so I'm an introvert already in an extroverted world and it's already exhausting to pretend as if I'm an extrovert for the, the comfort of others, um, or just to get things done. Um, talk less of being a different person entirely or, or saying that I agree with something that I don't agree with or standing behind something work or, or a, a viewpoint that I don't agree with. I think it's just I'm happier being authentic. Um, there are some people who don't need to be authentic to live to live life. You know, they're completely fine with doing whatever they need to do to get where they need to get. Um, and unfortunately, or fortunately, depend on what how you look at it, I'm not one of those people. I'm happiest when I'm myself, even when people don't like me and kind of move on, and they're just kind of like, yeah, she's just annoying, or whatever negative thing they have to say about me. Um, at the end of the day, I'm okay because even if it stings, I'm like, well, I mean, at least I can say that they don't like me because I was being myself. Um, it would be different if they didn't like me and I was pretending to be someone else. Um, and above all, I know these are lengthy responses, (laughs) but above all, um, there was a drug dealer in, um, when I was on, I was at a bachelorette weekend in New Orleans and we were in Popeye's, which is very funny sentence. And there was a drug dealer that was sitting around. We were talking about something. I was talking about a friend of mine and her situation. And, and I was frustrated because I was trying to give advice and about like different things. And the drug dealer was like over, like listening in. And then he came over and he was like, you know, I have something to say about, you know, the deal with your friend. And I was like, why are you listening to my conversation? <laughs> <laughs> that is strange sir and he's just kind of like you know I know I know but I, I just want to tell you this because I think it'll help you like tell her that and it'll probably help you understand too and he said you're either at war with yourself and at peace with the world or you're at peace with yourself and at war with the world and you just mm-hmm. have to pick which one you're comfortable with and and move on 
And that was like a huge validating moment for me. So, you know, thank you to that drug dealer. Never thought I would have to say those <laughs> words, but because um, right after that, he went to go sell on the block. So I feel like it was a very interesting time. Um, but I've carried that since that moment in saying that I'd rather be at peace with myself and at war with the world because the person, the only person I have to be around all the time is myself. And I'm already a chronic overthinker. <laughs> so I'd rather be at peace with who I am and who I'm trying to be and what my intentions are than to fake the funk for everyone else and then come home and like my whole mind is in like disarray and it's just chaotic and I don't feel like I'm myself and I don't know who I am and everyone else is pushing the buttons and holding the puppet strings and I'm just like dancing for everyone. It's just not for me personally, that's just not my thing. So in, in that regards, let's, let's end it with with this last question um who is info stuff like like at the end of the day if someone came to you and said like i want to know who you are like kind of like how y'all you always ask each other like what did you do to be the coolest nerd nerd, nerd this week yeah i want to know like who are you uh, as not in tech, not in podcasting, but who are you? That is a loaded question. Um, but for the sake of just answering, because um, I'll, I'll just preface to say that I'm very layered. You know, I've been called an onion. So very layered person. But for the sake of just answering the question, I would say that I am a genuine soul looking to connect, understand herself better, learn, grow, and provide as much help as I possibly can while I am alive. That is who Steph is. Dang, I should have used that for the intro. <laughs> just, leave it, just leave it there. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I have enjoyed this conversation and we're about to flip it on its head. So um, to everyone that's been listening and hearing this, um, stories of a drug dealer at a at a Popeyes in Louisiana, like that was the blackest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> but uh, for everyone that's been been listening and and enjoying this, um, please uh, do me a favor. One, go check out Coolest Nerds in the Room because I'm telling you, you'll, you will feel like that fly on the wall. You will absolutely enjoy it. And if you're not yet, please go follow um, Steph and um, her rules, not mine, but also mine. Don't be rude. Like only, only nice people on the internet, please. Um, but also, uh, if you want to hear Steph ask me whatever question she has for me coming up in a few minutes, then I'm going to need you to send me a DM on Twitter at KJY Miller saying, Hey, please send me an invite to the Slack channel. That is the only way you are getting access to this conversation. <laughs> there are about 60 people in there right now that are going to already have access to this. And I know that they're going to enjoy it. And if you want to be number, you know, 63 or whatever, then you need to send me a DM. It's not open to everybody. I'm going to vet you. So just know if you're, if you're 
acting stupid on the internet and you send me this DM, I'm just I'm gonna give you a fake link somewhere. <laughs> so uh, that that is my PSA, and and of course. Steph, thank you so much for for being on the show. I I have really enjoyed the conversation. Absolutely, thank you for having me. This is this is great, and um, I I really enjoy what you're doing here, and I think it's great work. And um, yeah, I'm excited to hear it back. <laughs> hey, it 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 will be happening. Absolutely, <laughs> let everybody know how they can get in touch with you if they want to. Absolutely, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Steph and Sec. Um, which is Steph like Stephanie and A-N-D Sec S-E-C um, you can also find me on Instagram at Steph and Sec or Steph Secures um, you can visit my website which is StephanSec.com um, or email me at StephanSec at gmail.com very consistent there <laughs> and um, every week typically we're on hiatus until June but Every week after that, we release a podcast. We have about 50 episodes up now. So if you're looking for something to listen to, we definitely make great listening material, as Jay said. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's pretty much the gist. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. And thank you to everyone that's listening. Um, I'm going to leave you the same way I always do. A big thank you to Nadira Mawali for the use of his music for the intro and outro. A hustler in spite of myself. Um, But also, thank you for listening and being a part of the Pitt family. If you want to help the show out in any way, too bad. You kind of can't right now because we're not doing Patreons or any of that stuff. Um, Pitt is the public reaching arm of my business productivity in tech, where I help developers and people in tech market their ideas and not just on paper and not just on Twitter, but also through podcasting and through video and audio editing. So if that applies to you, you can hit me up at info at productivity Other than that, just enjoy the content. Don't worry about rating or reviewing or all those good things. Just listen and hopefully learn something. So for myself and Steph and Productivity in Tech, I am Jay Miller and I hope for at least a little bit we've been productive. Everybody have a great day and on to the after show.